three ways to fix the windows in your marriage. Marriage can be like the windows in a house that needs repairing. Cold drafts can get in and ruin the joy of being in love. Also, things can ice over, making your relationship cold inside. Moreover, if the windows of your love are not locked, thieves could get in and take what you have. Today we will learn how to fix the windows in your marriage. Be sure to visit fixeruppermarriage.org where you can follow along with the show notes and enjoy additional content. So here it is, repairing the windows in your fixer-upper. Three ways to fix the windows in your marriage. Song of Solomon chapter 2 and verse number 8. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountain, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds is come and the voice of a turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs, and the vines with her tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. O oh, my dove, thou art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice, for sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is calmly. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feedeth among the lilies. Until the day break and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be thou like a roe or a young heart upon the mountains of Bethur. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege to be able to come to church today. And I pray that you would help us to apply the principles of your word in our lives and in our marriages. And Lord, I pray that we would be conformed to the image of Christ. We ask these things in your name. Amen. As we look this morning in Song of Solomon, we see that the relationship of these two lovers is broken and there was some sort of a lapse. And we read here of the restoration that occurred as he came to see her. They were separated for whatever reason and he came to visit her. And we see that things were made right and things were made better. But this morning I want to take a look at in terms of fixer upper, fixing things up is a common problem that houses have, and that is a problem with windows. One problem is drafty windows. Drafty windows can affect your power bill and the comfort of your home. It can make your power bill very expensive if you have drafty windows. But it's pretty easy to repair drafty windows. It can be repaired with caulk or sealant around the frame, and sometimes you may even have to replace the window. And then condensation is another problem with windows. This is when windows become foggy and iced over. They say that the panels of windows are sealed between the two and when they, that seal starts to fail, 
that's why your windows start to fog up and why they start to ice up. It puts un that puts undue pressure on your heating unit. All of a sudden, the power bill just keeps going up and up. I think we could all equate with that, can't we? And then there's cracking and warping and rotting wood around the frames of windows. Temperature fluctuations can cause window frames to warp. It allows this draft into the house because the wood has started to rot out. And then there's faulty windows. Windows sometimes get stuck. How many have experienced that when you try to let a window up in an older house and it just will not come up? Or you try to lock a window and the, door, the lock is not working, especially in an older house. It's so hard sometimes to lock the window. We can have window problems in our marriage. Cold air can get in and you can lose the joy of being in love. When things ice over, kind of gets cold on the inside, doesn't it? Serious damage can occur in your marriage if your windows are not repaired. You become vulnerable to thieves when your windows don't function, when you can't lock the windows, you become vulnerable to thieves. But let's look at three ways to fix the windows in your marriage. Three ways to fix the windows in your marriage. Firstly, spend time together. Spend time together. Take the time that's necessary to replace the rotten wood and the warped frames that are around the windows of your marriage. Understand that love is grown. Love is grown in the time that you spend together. I think about how I met my spouse. How did you meet your spouse? You know, my own story of meeting my spouse, I was, I'm a very introverted person. I just don't, when I get into a group of people, I just kind of disappear. You know, my pastor for many years was Brother Larry Rains, and he comes, came up to me one night after a meeting that we had at our church, and he comes up to me, and I think he punched me or ran into me or did something. Always, he had this dry sense of humor, and he came and just punched me or hit me or whatever it was he did, and he says, why don't you just go talk to her? He says, boy, just go talk to her. And I guess he saw me looking at my would-be wife, Amber, and I'm such a bashful person that's something hard for me to do. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. And it was hard for me to do that, but he pushed me and prodded me. Then he introduced me to my wife. He wanted to make sure that I talked to her, and he introduced me to her, which was kind of awkward. And then he went and talked to her parents. I mean, he talked to her dad and, and, and recommended that I speak to his daughter. And that's the way we ended up meeting. And maybe you have a, your own story that you have the way you met. But when I first met my wife, I was unsure of our love, to be honest. I didn't even know what she would think of me. I didn't have a lot of confidence that she would uh, want to have any kind of a relationship with me. But come to find out, she was just as interested in me as I was in her. And we find that out and then we got closer together and the more time that we spent together the more our love grew and then over time it can we came to this point and one day i just said the words i love you and i really meant that when i said it to her that i loved her we had fallen in love and our relationship had grown to the point where we were just in love those moments that you spend together become landmarks in your relationship it's like the first date it's like a building block in your relationship. And with each moment that you spend together, your love just grows. And even after marriage, our love keeps growing. Our healthy, our healthy love just keeps growing a little bit every day. Sometimes I tell my wife, I or she tells me as well, I love you more today than I loved you back, back when, back when we met. 
And that's because as you grow and you learn more about each other, those moments that you spend are like building blocks for your love. Consider the relationship that you have with the Lord. The more time I spend with the Lord, the more my love for Him grows. Have you ever noticed that when you don't spend a lot of time with the Lord, your love for Him just kind of wanes? And when I'm not faithful to church, my love just kind of fades. When I don't read my Bible, when I forget to read my Bible, my love for Him is just not what it ought to be. When I don't take the time to pray, my love for Him just kind of dies down. And it's that way with our spouse. The more opportunities that you have to spend together, those are the opportunities that you have for your love to grow. Understand that love has grown in the times that you spend together. Be deliberate in planning your time together. Someone says, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and to an extent that's true, isn't it? When you're away from your love and you finally get back together, I guess David and Rebecca could tell this story, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and to some extent that's true, but you know, being together is what really builds love, is that time that we spend together is what really builds love. It really makes your love worth it when you're able to spend time together, when you make deliberate plans to spend time together. Time for just me and you, no phones, no distractions. Maybe, I don't know what to do with the kids sometimes. Maybe have them watch a movie. Maybe that's a good thing to do that would not be child abuse. And let them watch a movie, get them distracted. And then you can go in another room and spend time together. Be creative and think of ways that you can take those moments. You can create those moments where your love just grows for each other. Now, living in the same house is not the same as having a good marriage. You think about the worn out phrase, two ships passing in the night, but that's the way marriage becomes a lot of times. You just become that old cliche phrase. I mean, it's just two separate people living under one roof. You know, but it doesn't have to be that way. We can have an amazing life together because God intended marriage to be more than that. Consider the way that God made you. God made man and God made woman to fit together like a two-part puzzle. There's this incredible amount of truth in this statement that we all say jokingly. You know, I'll see someone that I know and I'll say, where's your better half at? Did you leave your better half at home? But there's a lot of truth to that statement. It's God made us to be together and we're like puzzles that fit in each other. We're just puzzles that complete each other in so many amazing ways. And a love that is according to God's will is just an incredible thing. It's like we complete each other. We are made to worship and serve Him together. Learn to appreciate how different you are. My wife, she likes to have a FaceTime. And by FaceTime, I mean she likes to have conversations where we sit and we look each other in the eye and we just talk about things that are intimate, talk about things that are just important to each other in our relationship and just wants to look at each other and you know I think most women are probably that way you know my four-year-old little girl is that way I like to get up really early and study even throughout the week I like to get up really early because you probably know why right the house is quiet there's nobody to interrupt me there's nobody to disturb me nobody's asking me for anything well my four-year-old has figured it out she's figured out that if she gets up really early she can run in there and her daddy is already up and now she has alone time with her daddy. But she doesn't understand that this was my alone time. This was my time to get some stuff done. 
And so I'll be sitting there working on something and she'll want my attention. She'll even take her little hand and grab my face and make her make me look at her. And I want to, Daddy, I want to tell you something. I said, I'm listening, you know. No, Daddy, listen to me, listen to me. And she'll take her hands. And but she, my wife is the same way. She wants that face-to-face. She wants that face-to-face conversation. She just wants to talk about things that are important to us. Now, men are a little bit different. We're a little, we have this little bonding thing that we do, and we don't like to be face-to-face, do we? We just like to be shoulder-to-shoulder, and we like to be side-by-side. I mean, guys like this a bonding thing. We just go fishing. We may not say anything, but we're going to sit beside each other, and now we're going to become best friends for life. I mean, we drive down the road and just sit together, and then all of a sudden we're friends. And we may not have said two words to each other, but we did something together, and now we are bonded. But you know, sometimes your husband, that's the way he is. He may just want to sit down side by side and do something together. You may not have to say anything. You may not have to talk. But just to be together, they just want to do something together. Men like that shoulder-to-shoulder time. But learn to appreciate how different you are. Number two, number one was schedule time together. Schedule your time together. Number two is kiss every day. Kiss every day. Fix those drafting windows that are cooling off your love life. There is a powerful connection in the ways that we were created. The Bible puts it in perspective in the Song of Solomon. Even as we're reading in this book today, about this incredible love story that they had. In chapter number one, in verse number two, the Bible says this, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. And then in chapter four, in verse 11, thy lips, O my spouse, drop as the honeycomb. I mean, it's just something that God made us to do is to show affection to each other, and we can do that in marriage. Your affection can completely change your marriage. Holding hands is just an amazing experience when we get married and we hold each other's hands. It's just something amazing that we do. It's just something that we do together, embracing, holding each other like there's no one else in the world. Putting your arms around each other can make all your problems seem so small. I just wonder what it must have been like sometimes for Adam and Eve as they were together and God had created them and God had made them. It's like, look, our hands fit each other. I wonder what that was like when Adam and Eve first found out that what it was like to put their hands together. Look, our hands just fit together. And they first learned, Adam, you can put your arms around me just to embrace one another. And then what it must have been like when they kissed each other for the first time, they figured out they could do that. It must have just been intoxicating. Like the Bible says, it's better than wine. Kissing is a natural thing to do when you're in in love. God made a husband and wife to be together. So why not be together, right? There are enough problems in this world. There's enough things wrong in this world without your marriage having to be one of them. Why let your marriage suffer? Why let things be wrong in your marriage when they don't have to? How about this? Take the 15-second challenge. I did not think of this. I read this somewhere. Take the 15-second challenge. Have you ever kissed your spouse on the way out the door and it was just a peck, right? Love you, see you later. Well, this is a challenge to kiss for 15 seconds. That's right, to kiss for 15 seconds. So you can set a timer or you can count. Actually, my wife and I have actually started to try this. (laughs) 
Our first time doing it, we started busting out laughing after about five seconds because you're trying to count. But you know, there's something special. There's something amazing about doing something that God made you to do with each other. Just take that time. Just make that kiss long enough to where it really lasts, to where it's something that's a real kiss. Find out what 15 seconds a day can do to change your marriage. I mean, just take a moment. Just take 15 seconds and kiss your wife. Just hold her and hold that kiss for 15 seconds and see what God does in your marriage. See how God changes things for the better. Realize that your love can be fixed. Yeah, that could create new kids. Yeah, it could create more stress in your marriage. But you're, at least you'll be happy, right? At least you'll be happy and in love and stupid and in love, even if you have a lot of kids like some of us do. Take the 15-second challenge. Realize that your love can be fixed. You do not have to live in a cold, drafty house. I mean, imagine somebody just sitting in their house and they've got these old drafty windows and it's cold in there and they're suffering. Well, you can fix those windows. Those windows can be fixed, right? It may be an expensive thing to fix. Good windows are expensive if you've never looked at them. To have good windows. Then you've got to pay somebody to put them in. I mean, it costs money. You know what? To fix the problems in your marriage is absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. I like things that are free, don't you? Well, to fix your marriage is absolutely free. The 15-second challenge costs absolutely nothing. It's free to do. You can fix your marriage for free at any time. It's a choice that you make. Schedule time together. Kiss every day. Number three, secure your marriage. Fix those locks on your windows so that you can secure your marriage. Keep the thief locked out of your marriage. You know, the devil hates marriage. Listen to John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is looking for a way into your marriage. He's like the thief that's outside your house looking for a way in. He's looking for a window that you left unlocked, a window that you did not secure. And that thief is going around your house and he's trying to find some way in. And the devil, if you leave a window unlocked, guess what's going to happen? He's going to come in. You say, well, I left the window unlocked and nothing happened. Maybe you forgot to close that window. You forgot to lock the window. You say, nothing happened. But you have made yourself vulnerable to thievery. You have made yourself vulnerable for the devil by leaving these windows unlocked in your house. He will sneak in with things like temptation, discontentment, communication problems. Just lock the devil out of your marriage. Don't give him the opportunity to slip in. Think about what the devil is trying to do. It's the devil that's trying to get you to look at that pornography. It's a devil that's trying to put thoughts about other people in your mind. He is planning ideas that will destroy, designed to destroy your marriage. Be on guard for things that could hurt your marriage. You know, that innocent lunch with the opposite sex could turn into something more. You could develop feelings for that person. That innocent text message could lead to something more serious. How is it? What is what are you ask yourself this question? How is what I'm about to do going to affect my marriage? So in conclusion, work through the problems in your marriage together. 
Three ways to fix your windows in your marriage, spend time together, kiss every day, and secure your marriage. And remember that God has something amazing planned for your marriage. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the Word of God, that it's so quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, you can look in our hearts and our minds, and you can divide what's going on, and you can help us in our marriages, in our walk with you. Lord, I pray that you help us to apply the principles of your word in our lives. We ask these things in your name. Amen.